Hi, welcome to another episode of Through the Web, where we talk all things tech, science, and internet. And by the way, my name is Dagogo. And I'm Tausif. And it's an emergency podcast episode. Yes. Should we have the alarm bells going? Like <laughs> red sirens everywhere? Yeah. I mean, we're putting in the hours. It is uh, an evening shoot, which is why the... I guess the setup might look a little bit different mm-hmm. to the viewers on YouTube. Listeners would probably know no difference. Um, you can tell is, by our voices. No. Yeah, I think it is a bit hoarse in this thing, I don't know. Uh, but it has been an interesting, I don't know, not even 24 hours, mm-hmm. um, 18 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the time 1 a.m. is when we had the WWDC by Apple, which is the Worldwide Developer Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have been cool to do a, I don't know, like a, a, like live, a, thing. a live watch together yeah. kind of thing and react yeah. live, but it's 1 a.m. Yeah. for us. Yeah. That's why, you know, the Aussies get, get stuck in and yeah, stuff like problem, this. Man. We can't be there at the, <laughs> at the, um, at the headquarters. Uh, we can't, you know, uh, be there when it's, it's live. Just mm. have to react. Yes. A mere yes. 12 hours later. React. Um, <laughs> I, I have been watching quite a few YouTubers who went to, the conference and just the experience that they must have had seems yeah. enviable. Like, uh, look, Tim Cook, if you're listening in, I mean, we're available for, for the September event, so uh, would be would be good sure. to good to come in. But look, it's been um, incredible. It's been incredible to see the updates, mm-hmm. the memes, the the reactions, the videos, um, and and we're gonna go through all of it today. So today's episode, none of the usual stuff. It's just centered around the updates that that came out um, with Apple. Uh, at you know roughly 18 hours ago now and we're just gonna break down um, most of the updates if not all and just go through what we found interesting what was I guess revolutionary mm-hmm. and maybe what was not so much so mm-hmm. look we'll, we'll start off um, with you Dogogo I mean mm-hmm. uh, we and we're gonna keep the obvious at the very end <laughs> right so people who've already watched WWDC <laughs> They know what's coming, uh-huh. uh, and we are going to touch onto it, uh, pretty much like what they did in the WWC as well, right? Yep. Uh, we're we're going to push it in the end. But prior to that, a um, few really cool updates centered around um, the, I think the first update was around the, the MacBook Air, the 15-inch mm-hmm. MacBook Air. Um, world's thinnest 15-inch laptop is what they're saying, uh, powered by a, an M2 chip, uh, gets up to 18 hours of battery life. Um, and starting at around twelve nine nine, three microphones, um, six speakers with force cancelling subwoofers, you know, pretty run of the mill stuff in in most cases. But it just seems like um, upgrading it to a, a larger size for mm-hmm. with still packing in some some serious power processing power mm-hmm. and and everything else that comes with the with the M2 chip um, seems like a really good bargain for anyone trying to get into yeah, it. Yeah, but I think it's a very smart move for Apple because they're Airline is actually airline. airline. <laughs> the, the, the MacBook Air. <laughs> Apple. Anyway, their MacBook Airs are the best-selling laptops that they have. They're like the mass consumer ones that everyone picks up. So it's for those people who want a little bit more screen real estate but don't want to fork out and don't need all the power of a pro device. So I think this was filling a void that's been sitting in the MacBook lineup for a long, long time. So I think... Yeah, it was like something like 10 years ago. They used to have a 15-inch like lowest model, but now mm. they don't. Uh, I think it was the Air still back then. But um, yeah, so I think it's it's definitely going to sell like hotcakes. I think yeah. this is going to be a, a good sales move for Apple. 
For sure. Um, I've been in that uh, zone that you, where, where you were maybe mm. last year. Was like, should I make that move? Should I make oh, the jump? This too? is a tempting <laughs> one. Yeah. And now you've got you've, you. Know, for for those I guess who's seeing, he's got that big <laughs> Apple logo just sitting on his lap right now. And for me, I'm in that. I think I'm uh, just watching this update. Like, if I were to make that jump, mm-hmm. it would probably be with that 15-inch MacBook Air. Right. It just seems like accessible um seems even though it'd probably be more expensive than other laptops in the same category but you know it's it's apple and and everything just, just one, it to be just a so. few words 18 hour battery life i think yeah. that's that's where it really and it's not like when you unplug it the power go like mm. is un, like not powerful or you know the performance drops like a hundred percent it's the same yeah and 18 hours you just cannot get that from any other brand and that was one of the selling points for me just having that same performance and extreme battery life. I thought that was just yeah, yeah. And and I think just just overall, especially with other updates that they have they've introduced in this um, in this conference. I think you know, and we'll go through them one by one. But but this seems like I guess the entry point for me, the gateway drug, I mm-hmm. guess, to the Apple ecosystem. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. I, <laughs> I know. And um, straight after that, you know, they, they talked about the the Mac Studio uh, as well. And apparently the new model comes with the M2 Max chipset um, or the new M2 Ultra chipset, uh, which basically means the two M2 Max combined. Yes. Uh, which enables it up to getting 120 gigabytes of memory um, and also a 24-core CPU. Um, it could stream 22 videos at 8K ProRes resolution all at once. Mm. What would you use that for? Well, so it's it's just for like extreme pros who want to do, just do crazy stuff. But I think the thing about this is it's it's almost the perfect form factor for it. I think, you know, having the ultra chip, chip in such a small area without heavy fans and all of that, I think mm-hmm. it's just, um, yeah, it just it does a lot for a workspace. But I guess, move. Oh, I don't know, did you have anything else to say? No, no? Just yeah, moving beyond that, um, when we're looking at the Mac Pro, yeah. It makes a little less sense because you've got the same the same ultra chip, but you can't expand the RAM, you can't expand the memory. So it turns into this thing where, you know, it's just this huge empty case essentially. And um, some people were disappointed because with the old uh, Mac Pro, you could get up to one terabyte of like ram mm-hmm. and with this one you're stuck with what 120 192 yeah. gigs which isn't a small amount but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what these people are using it for but i guess if you need a terabyte of ram this might be a bit of a disappointment so i've been hearing a bit of that um and there's a question mark on if you can expand the graphics mm-hmm. so um if you can actually put a expandable pci graphics card inside the machine no one actually knows if that's possible or not because apple kind of avoided talking about that so it seems like Maybe that's not on the cards, which for a pro machine starting at what, six thousand dollars? I think that's a bit Yeah, six nine nine nine, I think. Seven thousand dollars. I think that's yeah. So uh, Apple's most expensive M two Ultra Mac Pro is forty thousand dollars cheaper than the Max of Intel model that came out in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you had spec'd it all out in twenty nineteen it was around fifty four thousand dollars. It's roughly around, I think, thirteen thousand if you if you max it all out. Yeah, so I, I guess that's an advantage, but then I guess you're losing all this expand you know, expandability. So that one's a bit of a question mark. It would be cool if there was like an M2 Ultra Ultra or something. Where there was like <laughs> Ultra Pro Max Plus. <laughs> yeah. Where there was like 20, 20 C, uh, SOCs like joined together. But it's just the same as what you're getting in, inside of the that Mac Studio. So it's it's a bit, mm, I don't know what's going on there. So that's the, I think in the whole thing, that was 
in terms of product product announcements, I think that was the the least compelling. But um, another thing that they did say in the announcement was that the GPU in the um, uh, which one was it? Well, I guess the M2 Ultra anyway. The GPU in that is as powerful as seven afterburner cards, like graphics cards that you'd put in the old Intel Mac, which is insane. Yeah. So I'd, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd like to see where that stands against like RTX 4090s and those top of the line discrete graphics cards because it seems like some serious power, essentially. And, and uh, I did say that, you know, like I'd probably get the laptop if I were to make the switch, mm-hmm. but the Mac Studio also seems pretty reasonable mm-hmm. when, when you compare, you know, especially for, for desktop-based mm-hmm. uh, I guess Apple mm-hmm. uh, ecosystem. So maybe go for both. <laughs> but you want the you want the portability, or oh, we'll go for both. Oh yeah, you can, I guess you can. You could. I'm not, I'm not, uh, to, to be fair, I'm not going to go for both. <laughs> but if I do have to go go for one, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a tough call between between the two for me because I don't use much of of it on the on you know when I'm on the road anyway. So oh, so you don't do much work. Work usually you, at okay. least I guess the last three years a bit of an anomaly with the whole pandemic and stuff right, right. but yeah even recently i don't think i would need it that much on the go but i don't know maybe it's, if i have it i'll work more yeah it's kind of nice because it's like you, you you can be on the couch or something like oh i just had an idea for something let me just like whatever and then you can like edit <laughs> wherever you are it's kind of yeah it's kind of nice just having the option to do like hardcore yeah. work wherever so on a plane if you ever do travel mm. if you're like at the airport or like waiting for something it's yeah it's good so i'm not trying to convince you but <laughs> get it <laughs> and we also had the iOS 17 updates uh some interesting um tidbits here and there so you had the contact posters so uh, no more gray screen with just the name in there um apparently you had a live voicemail as well that'll transcribe mm. um a voice so that was a that was a cool feature uh definitely use I would find that useful. Yes. Um, so it was kind of a theme with a lot of the software stuff that mm-hmm. Apple introduced. It seems like there was a lot of machine learning slash AI integrated in there, but it was done in a way where it wasn't at the forefront. It was just, it made the apps just better and that's it. So like that call screen um, voice, live voicemail was definitely one. It's like, that's such a good idea. It's when, you know, you're busy, you're not sure like if it's important or not. Yeah. And then, you know, you just can see the transla- um the live translation of what someone's saying and it's just uh yeah, if it's yeah, scam, it's handy. It's just yeah exactly <laughs> you it's like, hi this is amazon we have a parcel that <laughs> yeah so all your spam would, would yeah. just be uh out of the out of the way and also the the, the auto um, correct as well so which they said that they are yes. using a state-of-the-art art transformer language model so basically uh obviously you people don't know this already how many times did they say or utter the phrase artificial intelligence in the whole conference i don't think they did it i think they only said it was a grand total of zero yeah yeah they haven't mentioned artificial, so, artificial so, intelligence so they said, or ai they, they said all. neural networks yes. they said machine learning they did everything they could to get out of their way to not mention the words which is, which is interesting and probably good because it makes people not i guess I guess in, in their subconscious, like, say, oh, this is hype. It's kind of like they're just saying it. And, you know? and in comparison, in the Google's I.O. keynote, <laughs> how many times do you think they said it in the two hours? 46. 99. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So much so that when they introduced the Google Pixel phone, they didn't even call it a smartphone. They called it an AI-first mobile computer. Right. Interesting. That's, that's So it, it's just the drastic 
differences between Apple and the tech companies yet again, I think is, is I, mean, I mean, stuff like this is the proof, right? And, and again, there could be people taking it in a different way, but uh, I just updated, um, you know, my, uh, I just made a status update a, a while ago saying that you know, Apple's the only company that I can think of that could get away with not mentioning AI at a time when every other tech company is mentioning it in every sentence mm. like five times. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because like, it's, it's like Google and Microsoft slash OpenAI. So, yeah, yeah, they're in this battle just like who can do AI the most and Apple just stayed out of it. Like, <laughs> yo. But, but that's the thing, it's not like they haven't used AI because as oh, mentioned, you know, like yeah. the, the, the voicemail stuff, the autocorrect stuff and so much more. Like they were using terms like machine learning, um, like language models, um, neural networks, all that kind of stuff. And, and I think uh, it's, again, it was a very conscious decision from them saying uh, not saying mm -hmm. those uh, those words mm -hmm. so um yeah just continuing on with the other iOS 7 stuff but, so but they, just to think yeah. sorry another thing so uh craig federighi uh when he was talking about the keyboard stuff and also the other thing to do with setting multiple alarms it it showed apple was conscious of what the consumers wanted what yeah. they were complaining about for so long and they took it with grace and a sense of humor saying okay we've finally fixed these things that people yeah. have been like pegging us for for so long because multiple alarms <laughs> come like, on the way he looked at the camera and he was like we truly live in age of wonders yeah. it was, at first I thought is he being serious or is sarcastic and, and then I was like oh he's definitely being yeah, sarcastic yeah. and, and also when you wanna, and for the autocorrect when you want to type a ducking word yeah. I think that, that was great yeah. Um, but yeah that self-awareness has been yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and also um, out of the whole present, since we're on the topic of Craig out of the whole presentation the thing that surprised me the most was that craig could actually play the guitar yeah well like he, he did some tapping and that was actually legit so <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> he seems like he's he's um really got into this this version of himself that wasn't there in the earlier oh yeah it, it seems like he's becoming part of the brand but not in the yes. way that steve jobs was no. but it's in like this underhanded comedic way that gives it's Life like he's a character yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's, he's a character within it so yeah very interesting on that um, other than that, they had the airdrop. Uh, sorry, the, the yeah, the airdropping stuff, which also includes the name drop, which reminds me mm. of uh, early Bluetooth technology. Mm. You remember that? Yeah, like where you yeah, have to yeah, share yeah. those uh, contact cards. Yeah, not even just that, but like MP3s and everything. But yeah, contact cards and all that. And I think that's yeah a good move. It's like it should have been there from a long time ago. Of course, you mentioned the MP3s. <laughs> I don't I know nothing. <laughs> um, look, uh, a few other interesting stuff that they had a journal app, um, mm. the standby mode as well while, yes. while it's charging. It yes. looks, yeah, it looks like it was uh, uh, almost like the, the home device yes. kind of yeah. mim mimicking that kind mm -hmm. of uh, environment. Yeah. And um, I thought, I thought that's original. It's like, it's not a hard thing to implement, but I've just not seen that from any other brand. And it's just, I don't know. Before we get to the big stuff, it seemed at this point when I was watching, it's like, oh, Apple's kind of woken up. They're fixing stuff that was wrong. They're innovating again uh, in small little ways, but also in bigger ways. And it's just like this is a different Apple from where they were like three or four years ago. Like remember the whole butterfly butterfly keyboard and the whole um, debacle with the touchscreen, like badly built Macs and everything. I don't well, I don't know if that's fully gone yet, but you know, you know what I mean. They, they seem like they'd lost their way a little bit, and then the M1 came around, and people were like, "Oh, this is interesting." Then the M2, and then now it's like, "Oh, they've really found their footing again." I think we're seeing a new, a new Apple in a way, well, a new sure. old Apple. Like it's yeah, back in, to the in old some days, ways. Yeah. And I guess um, I'll like to take a moment here and basically get brain to play a clip of myself last year, where I predicted that this year Apple will come out with 
something big. This is one of my big predict- predictions of uh, of last year. I feel that Apple will come up with something revolutionary. Glasses. <laughs> so and and it will be an industry that they haven't touched before. Uh-huh. So potentially glasses. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think uh, I'd like to say you know I'd, I'd like to take all the credit here because <laughs> I think Tim Cook listened in and it's like you know. It was on the Through the Web podcast. We have to step like, up now. It's like, what's this podcast? Oh, you've got to do that. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. Like, everyone get on. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't that specific, but I did mention my, my reasoning was that they have been away in terms of not innovating in a way that that really established them as a brand all those years. And, and I think everyone's saying, like, um, it's been, what, nine years since they dropped a monumental kind of product mm-hmm. uh, and I guess this WWDC kind of established them kind of back in that zone where they are innovating in a way that not not many companies are without again riding the hype train right. and, and things of that sort um, and I guess in, in December when I did that prediction um, I was like you know they, they might do something with AI they might do something with, with like, a, like a device and you mentioned um, headsets and, and stuff so I guess this is where we jump into the biggest announcement that they had with the, with the conference I can do you one better so you, you predicted this in uh, December, December 22 I had a video out 20th of June 2020 Apple's next big thing oh, damn it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um I actually, I remember I did the video, but someone like posted it as soon as the thing came. I was like, oh, "Oh, this is you predicted this three years ago," and I was like, "Oh yeah, the Apple Glass thing." But the thing is, AR glasses were being rumored for so long. There was heaps of patents coming out. Um, I think they said what over one thousand patents. Yeah, there was was, um, definitely close to that number. And again, it wasn't just Apple doing this stuff, and we were and we're going to get into that as well because Mm. you know this isn't technically a a new concept. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I guess you know, for for you to do that, I think this it, it'll, it'll be crazy to see what you mentioned in that. In that yeah, video I'm actually well. going to watch it. After yeah, this, it'll be good to react to it. But but the thing is, yeah. So like this AR stuff has been around like since Google Glass. I think you know companies have been trying. But yeah, I just have been seeing the patents pile up for Apple and like some crazy stuff that didn't end up coming to market. Mm. But um, but yeah, they've just been at it for a long time. So it was just a matter of time before this came out. So yeah, I yeah, guess my prediction was they're going to do it this year. Yeah, so, so I think you were so more, closer. more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, jokes aside, for those who don't know, if you listen to this podcast, I don't know how you wouldn't know. But uh, for those who don't know still, um, Apple announced their Vision Pro, which is essentially a spatial... AR, VR headset. Um, it does, I guess, a lot of what you'd expect from a, a headset, but I guess the way they announced it, the things that they announced with it um, were, I guess, very, very interesting. So it was a mixture of AR and VR. It had custom apps. Um, it had very interesting design elements like the eyesight, which basically projects your eyes live on top of the device so that the person outside, you know, who's seeing you can interact with you. Um, and and I, I thought that was such a cool element to add. I think that just brought life to a device in ways so that was very subtle. Interesting that you think that because I guess a lot of other analysts I've been seeing and tech YouTubers and whatever, they've been saying it's creepy. Seeing, <laughs> seeing like eyes come out from this <laughs> mist it, when you're looking at someone, and I can I can get both ways. Um, it's good to be able to see someone's eyes 
uh, when you're talking to them. It's polite. It's mm-hmm. like more human rather than just, you know. Exactly. I think that's the Yeah, term, but, but I think um, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because humans have a weird thing in their brain when it comes to eyes. And if it's not quite right, it just does something. From the videos, it didn't look like it was going to be... It was it was gonna be in that uh, uncanny valley. It to me it looked like you know if if they didn't tell me it was a projection, mm. I would have thought that it was a, a live so I like, think like, like a pass through thing. It is a pass through thing anyway. So yeah, but it's not see through. So no, I think I think Mark, what Marcus Brownlee because he did a video on this. What he said it was was you know that scan that you do when you have the um, device facing you yeah. and it does that three D avatar thing. So there's a screen at the back of like behind the glass that projects that section so that's how it kind of works and it's um so it's still a 3d avatar of yourself Mm -hmm. but just your eyes so maybe that's why yeah (laughs) but um but yeah i I think that that was really cool um sorry i interrupted you no no it's fine um i mean i guess you know just explaining what what it is um it's got spatial audios uh, spatial um, video. It's also the first 3D camera, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, it, you can make phone calls with it, uh, which is basically FaceTime. Um, and it's got no controllers. So everything is done with your eyes, with your voice and hand gestures. Again, this was uh, uh, was very different. This is a bit very different to what's out there right now in the market, at least in the, in the consumer um, retail level. Um, it's basically been positioned as a general computing device. Um, so you, you get to do you know the FaceTime, you get used for gaming, for productivity. And I guess um, it's also, I guess, aimed towards that high-end user because it's not going to be cheap. Uh, I think they're starting at $3,499. So it's $3,499. Uh, and it's not even going to be out until early 2024. So if you um, buy it now, it's only going to start rolling out towards early next year. So, but so from now up until that point, basically, it'll allow lots, lots of developers to develop new apps, um, custom apps as well. They already have um, a lot of custom apps planned, like the mm-hmm. Disney ones. Um, but I think they have all the iPhone and iPad apps work with it anyway. So it's like a hundred thousand apps. Exactly. Have, yeah. um, so again, um, I think uh, before you we jump into the, into the conversation um, uh, deep into it. Maybe just have a look at um, the, the announcement that'll give you a better understanding of what we're talking about. It's 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 um, I guess everything you'd want out of a out of a uh, out of a headset. Um, so yeah, I mean, your thoughts, man. Like like, what do you think? Um, so, I think it is obviously an early adopters device. Three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars is not cheap, but. I believe that Apple has done what Apple does best. They've sat back while all these other companies work at AR and VR. They've come at it, uh, taken their time, and they've executed everything essentially perfectly. So Apple is great at you um, user inter- interaction design. So basically uh, user interface design, sorry. So like with the iPhone, they use their fingers, to, and that was like uh, you know multi-touch was something that didn't really exist on smartphones before that. And with the uh, Mac, it was the mouse. So they're just doing that again, but they're making everything intuitive and simple. But the thing is, the technology behind that is actually really hard. So a lot of people that have used it are talking about the eye tracking and just how Mm. good it is. So you look at something and basically it locks on without you having to think or fiddle around with it or whatever. And then you can pinch anywhere. You can have your hand anywhere in, in wherever you're sitting and then it selects. And that in itself they're saying is like extremely powerful it's like almost telepathy because you're not 
using anything. Usually if you're controlling a computer or whatever, you're touching it, you're, but this is just there and it's just you using it. Um, so I actually found this guy on Twitter who um, actually worked on the development of the Vision Pro and a lot of stuff that he did is under NDA for Apple at the mm-hmm. moment. But he revealed that he was a neurotechnology prototyping researcher at Apple. And so what makes that eye tracking actually happen and be so good is that it actually predicts where you're going to look before you look there. So it actually uses like machine learning to do that. So mm. the, the tech that goes into this to make this simple thing happen is so complex, but mm. it's invisible because it just works, you know? So I think that's what Apple does best. They just come in, they said this is the right time to enter with this product. And I think it's not going to be an immediate hit. Like the first iPhone wasn't an immediate hit. It was too expensive. There were no apps, et cetera. But I think it's the, a very solid foundation that Apple is going to build on and then yeah, it's going to rocket from there, I think. Especially when the, the headset gets lighter and thinner and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, apparently so it's, it's, it's quite um, heavy. heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- th- that's what was one of the early reactions from a lot of the YouTubers and journalists. But in terms of price point, I think even if it's um, that price, I think phone companies will start getting it out uh, in, 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 in deals, um, in, in, in pairing with iPhones and stuff. So you'll probably have to pay, I don't know, 150 or $200 a month and, um, you know, get you into a contract for 24 months or 36 months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll still, uh, it, it won't be as inaccessible as people think. I think by the time it it's ready for, for deployment, um, I think a lot of people will actually get it mm-hmm. if you're brave to spend that kind of money, you know, on, on a monthly basis. Uh, that's true, but I think the real one will be because, like, um, I was just telling Braden before, like, this is the Vision Pro, right? Mm. So usually, with that naming scheme from Apple, that means there's going to be a standard a model or, yeah. or an SE or something yes. like that. And I think that's the one that's going to because because when all the reviews and all the apps and when people start talking about it in like a year's time or whatever, everyone's going to be like, "Wow, that's so amazing! Yeah. I want one, but it's too expensive." Yes, and then. There it is. The next yeah. version comes along. It's lighter, cheaper, maybe missing some features, not as powerful, but it's it's going to be yeah. Yeah, it's going to be geared towards obviously the the high end users as you as you mentioned, um, people who are really big Apple fans and also um, developers, maybe even enterprise users. I guess the difference between this and what's currently out there. So if you think of what's out there, we're looking at the Microsoft HoloLens two. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very it's not a new concept, right? If you think about it, it came out what four five years ago. Uh, the, the original HoloLens, I think nine it was years ago, yeah, twenty sixteen. 2016, yeah. I think. I did a video on and that I think as well. the, the, the two, the, the second gen came out, I think maybe three or four years ago. Yeah. And again, since then, they've um, kind of geared towards the more enterprise use. So mm. technicians um, in the medical field, even military, I think apparently mm. Marcus want to contract with the military. So, but, but again, it wasn't deployed in a way that was practical because it was heavy, it was hard to use. Uh, battery life is a big issue. Um, and that's something you know. It's also uh, a lot of people raise questions that it's got two hours of battery mm-hmm. life with the current mod, with the current. Um, but you can actually plug in via USB-C. Plug it in, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But then I guess the wire looks a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, it definitely first generation. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, yeah. So, so little, little things like that. So, just going back to the point that it's not a new concept, um, but for for uh, what's out there. It's going to be interesting to see how they they reintroduce the, the cheaper versions because on the more consumer retail friendly um, market, you've got the the Quest Three that's coming out later this mm-hmm. year at five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how they uh, really get into the market. But again, from the uh, presentation that we've seen so far, they just killed it. Yeah. Like, you know, with the I, FaceTime I, and everything. I, I think one of the coolest things though was. Um, 
the way they thought about AR and VR because nowadays it's two separate headsets. Like mm. if you want your AR experience, you go for the HoloLens. If you want your VR experience, you go for the MetaQuest or PSVR, etc. Mm. But the way that they melded those two things together with a dial, yeah. I think I've not, not seen that before from any headset and it's just... It's like, why didn't anyone else do that before? It's like, it just thing, makes, it makes the, sense. The, they've grabbed the code, right? I think, yeah. um, again, from early reactions uh, from the, the YouTubers and journalists who were there, I, I've seen like most of them are impressed mm. with with, um, with with what it had to offer in terms of the design, the, the feel. And also, the. I guess, the, uh, if you look at the presentation as well, it's also geared towards so many human element stuff right i think you looked at the the hololens um and i was just watching it today like when they introduced the hololens too right even the meta quest stuff is like oh it's just focused on gaming and maybe like wonky avatars when facebook came over meta came up with their <laughs> with their metaverse announcements right um and with the hololens stuff it was more geared towards you know like technician working in the field or in automobile industry or in, or stuff like that but this one's just you know you are making a phone call. You mm. are trying to capture a spatial memory of, mm. of, of an I event. Got a note on that, but yeah. Um. We'll come back to that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but those things, right, and also the, adding the element of the eyesight mm. where you, it does feel more human, at least to me it does anyway, <laughs> that, that, because that's such an integral element that you're not blocking off someone. Yeah. And if someone's talking to you, you could see that they're looking at you yeah. while they're talking. And, and the cool thing is like that reverse immersion as well or breaking of the immersion. So... If someone comes into your view, like they, they exactly. pass through whatever you're seeing kind of thing, which I thought that was a, exactly. a good... Exactly. And, and if it's anything to Co- go... According to Sarah Dietschy, it's as good as it is on as the... As on the yeah, thing, I was going to yeah, say. If yeah. it's as good as it is, then, well, yeah. look, I think um, they definitely have... It's just, I think, like, you know, if it was any other company and they are showing all this crazy stuff, like we've seen it time and time again with Magic Leap, et cetera, and HoloLens, the demo's like crazy, but then yeah. when you put on the device, it's like whatever. If it's any other company... I'll be like skeptical, but I'm not saying I'm an Apple fanboy or anything, but it's just like if anyone's going to do it as good as they show it would, would be Apple. And um, from the earlier reviews that are coming in with the limited time people have spent with it, it is as good as, as it looks. So, right. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, what was the point that you wanted to make about that? Uh, so that whole thing about uh, that guy, that man putting on his headset to take a, you know, a, a 3D video of mm-hmm. his kids, I think that's the weakest point. Like I don't see anyone doing that. It's it, what, what's... What's the what's the point? It's like, oh, like there's a birthday party going on. It's like, oh, Jemima's doing something interesting. Wait, I just got to get my headset, boot it up and turn it on and then I'll take the video rather than just taking out your phone and doing it. I think I would do it because it would let me relieve that memory mm-hmm. in a spatial manner 10 years down the line, 15 yeah. years down the line. I, I get it, but I think... I don't know. For me, I feel like that's it'll be a rarity. It's like almost like yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's like yeah. back in the days when you had that drape photo camera, where it was like this is a moment that we want to capture. Everyone stays still into it, kind of thing. It's like a, a special moment that you want to capture. That's it. It's not for like casual, like on the fly, spontaneous. You're right. I think for me, on a personal level, I've always wanted to capture moments in a way uh, that was special, right? Mm-hmm. So if there was. Any other device, for example, ideally, I would like a device that's just here that captures the entire room, people around it, and just making memories and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can relive that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, down the line kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, so for me, 
seeing that was like, oh, okay, uh, that would be a great okay. opportunity for okay. me. And I know MKB just said something about like the the the, the birthday party. It's like, oh, dad, why are you why, why are you in the middle <laughs> why of your eyes popping through? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I thought, oh, how is it any different from from having a big ass DSLR in front of your face and you're taking like 50 pictures while your <sighs> others are cutting cakes, right? But the so, thing is that the DSLR, you can just it's like it's there, it's away. Like this thing, you're in it, and it's like you're you're yeah, for 30 seconds while they're cutting the cake, and then you just take it out. I don't know. Okay, but, but yeah, you're right. It's going to be rare. Yeah, you're not going to be using it like... I, th- I think that what I'm saying is I think they showcased a lot more useful, or not useful, but a lot more, I guess... Practical. Yeah, pra- use. practical use I, cases. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think a small detail that was really cool was when they were talking about, you know, having that home cinema or being able to watch on an infinite screen kind oh of thing. Man, that was just... The thing that they mentioned that I think maybe... I haven't heard people talk about, but it was mentioned was that the reflections from the screen and the way the light behaved interact with your environment. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a, a TV, like imagine a, a virtual screen in front of you, since we're wearing glasses, imagine we're wearing glasses. And basically it's, it's say something very blue is on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be a blue slight hue that's all over the room in a way. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing, like it's just those little touches that make it seem like you're really there. And it's yeah. just, why hasn't anyone done this before? It's the same <laughs> exactly. kind of thing. Like, I guess that's that's kind of hard because it has to model your environment and then literally simulate the light. But it's got an M2 in there, I guess. So and I guess for me as a sport fan, just seeing that that basketball um, mm. thing, like watching it in the big thing, and I think MKB mentioned something which I thought, you know, I was thinking about ages ago, yeah. was uh, like having courtside, and I don't watch basketball, but when I was to watch soccer, I still just watch soccer, like why can't, for example, the referee wear like, um, like a specific, camera that could then relay a live thing that you could work from the first person yeah. perspective and change between the shots so I, I, I think that could become a reality yeah. very very soon where so it's a subscriber when MKB, MKBHD was mentioning it for basketball what I imagined was there'll just be like some kind of pole with a special 3D camera yes. and then everyone who's paying for that just sees from that yeah. seat kind it's, of it's already there as a concept it was there okay. I remember like you know they had those those cameras where you could just get on Facebook and, and and watch it like on a screen. But again, there was no good viewing viewing yeah. capabilities, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, this just cracked the code. You know, I'd be yeah. happily willing to pay <laughs> a certain amount a month um, to get that access, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So again, and, and, and I think one thing that would be cool is adding the communal aspect to it. So again, if I were to watch, and this is where I guess that metaverse idea was first birthed out of. Mm. Like again, I'm, I'm, I've got friends who are all over the world. Um, we used to watch soccer together, you know, ages ago. But now we're in a different part of the world. What if we all got the same device, got it on as if we were in the lounge together, watching it in the big screen, mm-hmm. right? Like stuff like that. I mm-hmm. think would be the next kind of step mm-hmm. from here. And the thing is, like, because it's opened up to developers, someone just has to create an app. Exactly. Like, how funny would it be if Facebook comes up with like a really good app where it's all like. On Apple's hardware, but it's the metaverse. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I've got a few questions we're up, uh, and and one of the and it's, it's in line with that. So do you think this will kill Meta, or it'll actually help them? Hmm. That's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think it would probably hurt them because I just feel that Meta and Apple aren't on good terms after the Apple introduced that um, allowed tracking button and it killed all of their yeah. advertising revenue. So I think. 
Apple doesn't want to let others in to take a cut of what they could be getting from apps, like app sales or whatever. So I, I, I feel that it's not going to be good for Meta, but that's just like my gut reaction at the moment. But I think it'll help them. Okay. Because up until now, even the concept of people wearing a headset and trying to do this was just laughed at because there's mm-hmm. nothing good. Now that there's an entry point to that mm-hmm. i think meta could capitalize on it so if they have in-app experiences because they, they probably won't be able to stop like a facebook vr app within the app mm-hmm. headphone right i don't think that's happening mm-hmm. but uh if they have some sort of experience that's within the facebook app um that then allows for people to do that then i think that'll that'll help them and also that's- at a cheaper price point with quest 3 mm-hmm. um they may be able to get more people to get that but- version in Okay, that's that's probably true, but I guess it's like, I don't know, with the Quest 3 and everything, just what I'm hearing, not, not I don't know about the Quest 3, but the Quest 2 anyway, but just yeah. hearing about how it's like to get inside menus and, um, you know, how intuitive it is, it seems like it's, it's a bit of a pain, like jumping between apps and I've seen some videos of it and it seems like Apple's version is just so simple that people wouldn't want to once they've tried that. I mean, that's uh, you say that, but then I think there's always going to be a portion of the crowd who wouldn't want to go that Apple route because no, it's that's true. too expensive. That's, that's very true. And, 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 and in some ways it'll give birth to that, that other side of the right. Apple as it always has right. in some ways. And I'm not I, saying I guess, Android exists because Apple exists, yeah, but, no. but I think this competition would actually help Meta in some well, ways. Well, yeah, you might, like now that you're, you're saying it, you might actually be right. Um, and I think now that the, you know, Finally, it's been revealed what Apple's take on AR and VR is. There's going to be a lot of companies looking at that and saying, okay, how can we recreate this for half the price or yeah. less? And they're not going to be as good, but it's going to be, you know, a step up from where we are now. And then who knows? We could we could be seeing Meta <laughs> lead that charge as well. So Yeah, yeah it'll be an interesting few years um, for sure. Um, I guess another question was, will it help Web3 side of things? You know, but I don't think they've mentioned it at all in any of their stuff so I, I, it's it's yeah there's a those question around that like if because now everyone's in that train will it now open doors to the metaverse and stuff like that but i, I think that trains yeah so the thing is it, it seems like from what apple's showing it was mostly based around the ar side of things yeah. so the, the metaverse kind of depends on you being somewhere else and it yes. seems like yes apple has some scenes to watch movies in etc there'll be some apps but the whole metaverse side of it wasn't a driver at all. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah. And I think the metaverse, again, was built around the idea that you as a user would generate content, like you could open up, you know, create your own apps, mm-hmm. sell stuff, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case with, yeah. with this. It was more one one directional. Yeah. And, and again, like if, if you're going to be creating content, et cetera, that's a VR space kind of thing. It's not, not exactly. so much for AR. Um, I think that was the right decision for, yeah, for Apple. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a good good way for Apple to go overall. Um, no. One question. Do you think it was enough of an in- innovation by Apple? Uh, compared, like, as in the next thing after the iPhone kind of deal? I mean, th- uh, this was kind of where everything was... I don't know depending on on on, uh, but in some ways, a lot of eyes were no pun intended, no pun intended. Uh, eyes were on Apple. That what will they do next? And this definitely is the next big thing, right? So do you yeah. think this is if you compare I, I, it to I, where things are? I think it's hard. Like I think it is, but I think it's hard for a lot of people to see because you have to use it to know. Um, so like I'm just imagining from what the details I've heard. I've heard it's very responsive, like 120 hertz. It's fluid. It feels like you're literally telepathically controlling an electronic device. I think those kinds of descriptions aren't something that you get from something that's not innovative. Mm. Um, so I think 
it is, but it's just hard. It's just going to take a while for people to digest how big of a change this could be. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you saw the the Starline project by by Google. Yes. Yeah. So it, again, it felt like this could easily kill that in some ways because it's it, it, it again it was just being that special kind of booth thing, yeah. booth thing where you feel like you're in the same place at that other person again if this does it as well mm. maybe I guess it will be off-putting for a lot of people if you know who don't want to wear a headset and mm. still wants to feel so i think for them that could work but yeah for others, um, and, and that's sorry this whole thing comes with a big asterisk and a caveat like the barrier is people getting people to put something on their face and on yeah. their head and a lot of tech people are like yeah sure like i'd love to do it but then for the average person or someone who's not that into technology it's a big step mm. it's like you have to pick this thing up, adjust it and like look through it. It's just something that people aren't used to. So that's the one thing that has a question mark over all of it. Because yeah. the thing can be as good as you like, but people have but to I put it on. I think the convincing parts, again, was how they kind of broke down um, how you use it. And I think that was the big selling point, mm-hmm. right? You know, have as but, but big you, a screen but, as you want. But you know people, they're like, oh, this is stupid. Who cares? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's already people <laughs> in that with, with this. But, you know, like having a big screen, having multiple monitors, being able to work simultaneously and all this stuff, being able to communicate. And I think one of the use that they mentioned was in the airplanes as well. Oh, so I think, okay, that's that the second dumb. What? I think that was dumb. Why? <laughs> I think it was incredible. No, the concept is incredible, but it's this, social, this, this human social aspect of it. Like you're sitting in a plane looking around it's like, what, what's that? This guy's got this headset on. It's like alien. Uh, no, I think, I think he, that's, he looks at you, I think the people, eyeballs. <laughs> I think people will get over that very quickly as they did with headphones in in, yeah, in, in, in trains, you know, train stations right. or well, in, in public it's a bit, areas. It's a bit different. Nah, because for for the average, again, for the average user, going back to the previous generations, they weren't able to, for, for them not being able to speak to a stranger who's completely blocked off their world with their headphones and the phone in, in front of them as opposed to wearing nothing and then being able to look around or speak to them. That was a big thing for like you'd see so many memes around it right love you know and i think even if you speak to a, an older generation right um who don't do that they would say um it's the times have changed like you yeah. know this, this this is really annoying I, so I, I i get it but it feels okay this is just me but it feels like that kind of thing of putting on a headset and interacting or watching a movie or whatever is a very indoors thing like you'll do it at home or at work or something like that but out on a train or bus I think, or I think train and bus not so much but an airplane I can definitely see people doing it because that's a very private space you're stuck there for yeah. hours and I, I guess I guess it's like an advanced eye mask maybe yeah exactly like that. if but anything yeah I, th- I, think, I think a lot of people even like to shut themselves off kind yeah. of thing so. uh, look I, I guess in that space maybe um, but I, I think maybe it's just me like the shock of it just like this googly eyed alien <laughs> so like, apparently it only comes up when you want to, to speak to people it's, it's when it's when it senses that there's another person there's another in the person. room but then like so every- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <you're right. laughs> oh, I'm sure you know no, no, but I, think, I think that's I, I remember it being for the home screen and like desktop apps so I think if you're watching movie it's just covered yeah. Well, look, I mean, these are still very early reactions. Um, this is very fresh. Uh, it'll be really cool to get our hands on one of those. So, again, oh. Tim Cook, I know you've listened to us in December <laughs> once. Send us one our way or something. They don't even do that kind of stuff. And that's what that's what's so interesting about Apple. Like, they don't go the general general route. They're not going to be giving out for, yeah, because for influencer uh, reviews or um, even the social media presence. You know, mm-hmm. they only they don't have any, I think. And they only 
um, you sponsored ads. Yeah, they they tweet official stuff. But yeah, that's, that's, that's about, about it. it. Um, but it's just yeah, like it's just the Apple way, I guess. Like they they spent so many years keeping this thing secret, making sure it's perfect, and they're just hoping that the product is so good and so compelling that um, they don't need to harp on about it in terms of advertising or anything. Um, it's just going to be that good. So. Yeah, I think early reactions from what I'm seeing from people is it's as good as what's shown and what was shown was amazing. So um, quite promising, but uh, still some caveats, the price and also how heavy it is and the googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck in on that. Maybe if it came with the MP3 player, then it'd be With like, the what? With an MP3 player. Yes. Oh, actually, I was thinking that. I wrote that. <laughs> Look at me get excited. <laughs> huh? MP3 player. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's true. No, because I, I thought about that. It's like when the M3 comes out. Yeah then the battery life will go up substantially. They may not even need that pack anymore. Yes. Um, it should get a little thinner. And I think, yeah, with the M series iterating, like it will get you know better and better just naturally because I think there's a cooling system now. Mm. I think it needs a – not sure if it's a fan, but they said, yeah, it was, it was being cooled. So that st- stuff would go away. So um, I think there's a clear path technologically to it getting better and more efficient and smaller, et cetera. It's not like this is the maximum that they could do. Yeah, well, well it's, um, it's been – it's been good reacting to this. <laughs> Hopefully, we can do this live at some point. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time. I don't know when they have the Apple airline. <laughs> <laughs> Where everyone has glasses on. <laughs> anyway, I think we're getting a bit silly. So um, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Um, tell us what you thought about the whole WWDC in the comments section below. We'd love to know. Um, Till next time, have a good one.